Start a new transition in life, whether in parenthood, job transition, healing, or creating a brand new life. Be with us in Panta Kalhor Transition Channel. Episode 52, Author's Promotion Show, Turning Life into Lemonade with Jessica Griesbach, scientist, digital marketer, and photographer. Please subscribe to Panta Kalhor Transition Channel in YouTube and order my book Naturally Conceived through Amazon. Get pregnant by unleashing your reproductive power. Hello, hello! Another episode of Author Promotion Show. I'm so happy every day I have this opportunity to express my excitement with the new authors and best-selling authors. And this time I read Jessica Griesbach's book and I really, really enjoyed it. It was very emotional, very... I mean... She actually wrote it from her heart. Turning life into lemonade is uh, her topic. And uh, she actually talked about different different process of her life uh, with health issue. She had some fertility health issue. And then after she overcome uh, that one, she actually... Uh, had to confront something else yeah yeah so but she stayed strong uh, decisive happy and she started a new business in photography and she's really uh, successful in digital marketing so when i see such a people such a the person, I get so excited and uh, I really wish to introduce her to you Welcome to my show, Jessica. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here talking with you. Yes. (laughs) All right, Jessica, tell me about your book first. And what was your success factor overcoming adversity? Uh, My success factor. Well, so I decided... um, in the fall, I had an idea that came to me to write this book. Um, and then I quickly tried to talk myself out of it because I had so many other things going on. But then the more I thought of it, um, the more I felt like it was a really positive and um, inspirational message for the time that we're in right now. I think a lot of people are struggling. And um, so it felt like the right time to do it. And then kind of in the middle of the night, one night, I started having the words in my head. I woke up in the middle of the night and I I had to start writing notes. It was funny. I was listening to one of your other podcasts and she said she feels like there's a book inside everyone. And that's just kind of how it felt for me. It's like the book just started writing itself. Um, so I um, I decided I was going to do it, and I I set goals for myself. Um, I wrote every day, and um, and then I I was able to publish it in January, and it's been a bestseller in four different categories in two countries. Um, so it's really been exciting. Yes, it was. <laughs> uh, personally, I got very excited for you because I, I thought this book deserve a bestseller. Oh, thank you. And, uh, yeah, because the messages inside are so 
uh, vibrant and it really helps people overcome their fear especially when they have health issues mm-hmm. and uh, i just realized you after health issues after your surgeries you went back on track again running again go for hot- wow how could you do this <laughs> i did i um i set a goal Um, Well, for those of you who don't know, I, in the last um, 10 years, I've had eight surgeries and a baby. Um, And so I, I've had to work really hard to come back from that. And I had wanted to run a half marathon for 10 years. I set a goal 10 years ago, and then I, all of these things kept happening. So in November, I ran my first half marathon and I beat my time by an hour which was amazing, the, the goal I set. And then three weeks later, I ran a second one. <laughs> so it's very exciting. It's a big goal for me to meet. So tell me exactly about your surgeries. How many surgeries you had? What kind of health issues uh, you confronted? And uh, especially for your fertility issue, if you can explain a little bit. Sure. Um, and and I I don't know exactly what the fertility issue what well I I was diagnosed with endometriosis and they suspected that I could have some fertility issues um, and then I got pregnant fairly easily but I had a miscarriage um, and that was really really difficult um, to go through but I was able to get pregnant again and I had my son. Um, before actually I got pregnant was the first kind of health issue that I that I faced. I decided to take up running and I started to be in a lot of pain and um, I didn't know why, but I was going to run my race. And so I kept running. And then after I ran the race, I went to the doctor and they found out that I had um, kind of a, it's, it's not really congenital, but it's something that happens during growth where some extra bone formed on my, the bone in my hip joint. Um, and so it had torn my cartilage and it had torn my um, my tendons. And so I had to have surgery for that. Then I had my son and um, the same thing happened in the other hip. Um, and when I got pregnant with my son, I got very, very sick. I was very nauseous all the time. You know, I had really bad morning sickness, but it lasted the entire pregnancy. And after I had him, it kept happening. And so a couple of years after I had him, um, I had a really bad episode. I woke up in the middle of the night in really extreme abdominal pain. And um, I ended up being diagnosed with a congenital issue called intestinal malrotation. And that's where my intestines were in the wrong place um, and they were twisting on themselves. So um, I had a, a big surgery in Cleveland, Ohio at the Cleveland Clinic um, with a transplant surgeon where he moved everything back into the right place as God intended. He, he calls it like rearranging your kitchen, um, like the furniture in your oh house. <laughs> so, um, and then after that, I had um, my abdominal wall tour. So I had to have several hernia repairs. So it's kind of been um, almost a yearly thing, <laughs> um, having, having surgery for me. But um but overall, I feel so much better. And it's been, it's really answered a lot of the questions I had my entire life because I was 
you know, I had issues and I was sick my whole life, but nobody could really pinpoint why. So what is your recommendation to people who who have this kind of problem and they get so upset or disappointed? Because I see you had a fantastic life, mm-hmm. very successful, even during your adversity and these health issues, you stayed strong. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so I have done a lot of personal development through all of this because it is, it's very easy to fall into kind of despair when you're going through this stuff. It's kind of like, why me? I don't deserve this. I'm, I'm a good person. You know, I, I don't want to go through all of this. Um, and so I've worked a lot on mindset. I think that that is um, that is really important. And what helps me is to reframe what I'm going through in a way that will help others. And that's part, I mean, this book is almost as much therapy for me as it is to help other people because I feel like if I can use what I have been through to help others, then it has a purpose. And purpose is so much easier to handle than pointless. Right. So if you're just going through a bunch of stuff and it doesn't mean anything, it's so much harder um, to get through than if, if you if you have a reason, you know, you have a, a desire to help others from what your experiences are. Yeah, actually, that's interesting. Yesterday. No, it was yesterday, last week. Last week, I talked to one of those PTSD survivors and uh, she actually right now she helped others to go through their own PTSD. And uh, she said, setting goals help you to keep going. Mm-hmm. If you set goals, then uh, you focus on those goals and keep going instead of just stuck and just thinking about your problem, you know. But yeah. when you have new things to learn or you have goals to reach, then you don't have time. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you can't focus on it. Yes, yes. Um, I agree. I, I've um, been doing that as well. And that, like I was telling you with the running, um, that was one of my goals that I set because I wanted, I wanted to keep moving forward. It was really important for me. So I had goals um, for my family. I wanted um, for us to be more organized and, you know, things like that. I have personal goals. I um with my photography, it's always been a dream of mine to have a gallery show. And so I've, I booked a gallery show at an art gallery um, for my physical, you know, I, I have felt like my body has really knocked me down a lot. You know, it felt like anytime I was making progress on something, um, I, it would just kind of set me back. And so with my running, I wanted to prove, you know, no matter what, that, that I could reach this goal. I'd had it for 10 years and it was time to do it. And so I really kind of pursued it very quickly because I didn't want to give myself too much time. Too much time. Um, so yeah, I totally agree with that. And what I feel like is um, the ticket for goal setting and reaching your goals is to um, celebrate every small success every small success. If you didn't want to go out and exercise, but you did it anyway, then you should celebrate it. And and then you you cut yourself some slack when things don't go as planned. If you mess up one day, if you're tired and you don't exercise or you don't do something that you're wanting to do, then you're saying, well, 
I'll do it tomorrow instead of bashing yourself or feeling bad about it because that'll just stop you in your tracks. Exactly. I love it. Yeah. You know what I do? Sometimes I have like too many things on my plate and I say, oh, no, no, I'm not going to do this, you know, but then oh, I have to do it. So what should I do? Then I set weekly goals. It really helped me because sometimes when you have too many things on your plate, you never you never want to do any of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because when you start one task, then, oh, what about this one? <laughs> it's better I start another one. Mm -hmm. So it's better you just uh, focus on one task mm -hmm. and then finish it uh, if it's a bigger task. And then... Your when you prioritize your task, it's much easier mm -hmm. uh, to do it all. And the great, a great feeling of accomplishment uh, as you did with your marathon. Mm -hmm. I know that's a great yeah. feeling, isn't it? It was huge. Yes, it was so huge. It was funny. Um, I had a lot of people that came and supported me. And when I was about to cross the finish line, the guy who was announcing was like, she's got a cheering section. <laughs> But it was awesome. Um, I ran across the finish line. I hugged my mom. I cried. I mean, it was um, it was such an amazing feeling. But like you were saying, with the tasks, um, I what I one thing I found that works is to have a big goal, which can feel really overwhelming, and then to kind of break it up into smaller goals. And then each day you can write down like a small piece that you want to work on or accomplish, and then it feels a lot less overwhelming or hard to accomplish. That's what has helped me. So how long did it take you finish your book? From the moment you start and from the moment you finish? Um, well, I wrote my book in six weeks and then I published it in, I think it was three and a half months. Oh, so pretty fast. No, six weeks, I understand, but <laughs> why there was so many, so much gap between publishing and writing? Um, well, I, it was mostly in the editing, in the formatting. There was kind of some, um, it took a little bit longer with the editing, especially. And then um, with the, and, and it was mostly just because it was around the holidays. So I everybody see. was busy. Um, yeah, it was just a really, it was just a really busy time to try <laughs> to try to do this. So it um, makes it kind of even more exciting that um, that I was able to get it done and published. Um, I thought that was a really good timeline, but I did get pushed back a couple of weeks um, in the editing phase and then the formatting phase. What was the most challenging part of publishing the whole process, writing and publishing your book? Um, th the hardest part of writing my book was certain parts of my story. Because um, my book is kind of half my story and then half the tips that I have learned that have helped me overcome. Um, and there were parts of my story. And it was interesting because it wasn't even the parts I thought would be the hardest. Um, it was kind of further along in my story when I felt like I was fixed and then something else would happen. That was the hardest part to get through when I was writing. Um, and I had to kind of make 
force myself to do it because I didn't want to. Um, so that was the hardest part of that. And then um, the hardest part of the rest of it was probably getting the word out there, you know, after it was published. I follow you. You know, for my first book, it took me two years to write it. Oh, wow. Because I don't know. I just, uh, I finish it and, and oh, I'm going to add this chapter too. And then oh, it's better I edit this chapter, you know? So it's like a cycle, endless yeah. writing. So yeah. at one point I said, I'm not perfect. Mm -hmm. Nobody's perfect. So I, I don't need to just write it for another year. <laughs> I finish it right now. I may continue it in another book. I think mm -hmm. that's that's a great strategy. If you have everything from the beginning, like all the chapters, everything is ready, you know what you're going to write, then mm -hmm. it's much easier to go through different stages rather mm -hmm. than just editing, adding. Because I had another uh, partner. She she was my accountability partner in the same mm -hmm. group we are. And uh, she uh, she was the same. She had the first book. That time I was talking to her, I, I was writing my second book. And uh, for the first book, uh, she was like hesitating uh, for her chapters. And I mm -hmm. always check her. Did you finish it? No, I'm going to go back to another chapter. I may add some other chapters here. <laughs> I did uh, something that really resonated with me during the writing process was finished is better than perfection. Exactly. Um, so I did have to stop myself a couple of times too and be like, okay, you have to stop looking at this. Um, and then someone else can look at it and tell you if it needs to be, you know, better or added to or something like that. But um, yeah, you can nitpick it for sure. <laughs> yeah. You, you, uh, you know, for the first book, you get very fussy mm -hmm. because I did, I republished my first book and uh, I edited again. You know, in, that book was edited two times. Oh, wow. Because I was really fussy. Oh, it should be perfect. It should be blah, blah, blah. Even after the second round, when I sent it to review, they, they said, you have a still some editing issues. I said, oh, gosh. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, okay, no worries. It's not going to be perfect. I've seen a lot of books, even very famous books. Sometimes I see, oh, there are some people <laughs> uh, there. There are some problems, yeah? Mm -hmm. So there is no perfect, there is nothing in, in the world like perfect so right. that's why we hold that holds you back for years because i had a friend she actually had a uh, sister she was fighting with cancer for a long time mm -hmm. and they always talk about writing a book and uh, the sister died after yeah she couldn't fight back and then uh i said you see you, you shouldn't you shouldn't waste this time together for writing a book. At least she could, uh, this uh, this book could remain from her, something okay. as a legacy. Yeah. So, but uh, her sister says, because she always said, maybe another time, maybe when, when I feel better, maybe blah, blah, right. blah. But there is no time, you know. Yep. To my understanding, life is short and there is no 
guarantee that <laughs> you True. might see the next day, right? So that's yes. why I'm very cautious about what I'm doing. I know it's it's too much uh, work because I I do multiple tasks together because I don't know when right. when I'm when I'm dying, right? So yeah. that's why it's better if you have a book, write it, start writing, and don't try to be perfect. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. That's I tried to I actually wrote about that in my book um, because I feel like that's a good even it's it's a good thing to remember with writing, but it's a good thing to remember in everything um, because we can't be perfect. We're humans. We're not machines. Right. So uh, you you can strive to do well and to have a good life, but you're never going to be perfect. And if you if you strive to be perfect, then you're not going to be happy. <laughs> So what, what has been changed in, in your life after becoming a bestseller? Um, I don't know. It's pretty, I mean, it's the same. Well, so no, that's not true. Um, so I, <laughs> sorry, I found, I remember. So I spent um, the last half of last year, you know, we were in COVID, in the beginning, it was really difficult. We were all stuck at home. We didn't know what we were doing. And then I decided, I was like, you know what? I'm going to use this time. Like I have more time now than I than I have normally. So I'm going to use this. And that's, I wrote my book and I trained for half marathons and I did all of these things. And I achieved all of my lifetime goals in six months. And then I got so excited and I celebrated. And then I was like, what do I do now? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I think what has changed for me is I want to kind of transition from achieving to experiencing and um, creating. Um, so I would like to be, I just want to try new things. I want to maybe learn how to paint or um, I'm going shark diving tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I just want to kind of do some like bucket list things like that. Um, and, and I think that will be exciting, like kind of an exciting change for a little while. I still will be working on my, you know, promoting my book and working on my book and um, stuff like that. But I really want to kind of just do some cool things. You know, learning new things, being creative as you do in photography, because I have mm -hmm. the same experience. Uh, it helps you feel accomplished. Mm -hmm. And then your brain uh, improve, it improve your brain functionality. And uh, when you create something, it feels great because exactly. every day I do posters, you know, create different things for my shows, interviews, you know, it's kind of new excitement into your life. Mm -hmm. like, uh, like kids, if they have a toy for the first time, they are very excited. The next yes. day, or not yes. <laughs> they do something else so this uh this habitual feeling we have it from childhood mm -hmm. and uh, even if we are adults again that's with us so mm -hmm. shouldn't uh, forget that you are a child you have a child inside and this mm -hmm. child needs nourishing needs curiosity and there are lots of lots of great things out there just to discover and enjoy your life. Mm -hmm. I agree. I'm, I'm really excited about it. And I also feel like 
um, it just, it helps you be more well-rounded and, um, you know, just to have more life experiences um, and things like that. And, and I think I also really want to focus on um, traveling close to home and seeing things, you know, I feel like there's so many beautiful things right in our backyard and we, and we don't even look, we, we, so I, I really want to kind of discover more where I live and um, just be more curious and, and mindful um, of kind of the joys of every day where I live and work and all of that. So, you know, that's the, that's funny. I remember something when I was a kid, we had a big backyard mm-hmm. and uh, I used to go to backyard and study and it was very distractive <laughs> because <laughs> every time I discover something new, Oh, I never seen this, uh, little animal or something yeah. these insects or oh look at this leaf I yeah. never really so it was really distracting <laughs> everybody goes outside to study but for yeah. me it was too many things like even if you see that backyard every day mm-hmm. but uh, if you go and sit there sit on the grass uh, or sit on the bench in the backyard you may see something you never realize because there are so many things happening there yeah so many <laughs> things birds you know different uh, we had we used to have cats mm-hmm. inside the backyard so many cats and then uh, we had uh, birds we had a lot of things and so, oh my god I never realized oh this is good <laughs> so it was I said you know if I continue studying like this I'm going to fail. So it's better I go inside. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you have time, go back out and, and see all the nature. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, but that, that's the point. When, mm-hmm. when, you, when you are studying, you need some distraction. Mm-hmm. And uh, something that uh, you just want to escape is studying. That's the problem. <laughs> yes. yes, absolutely. It's much easier to find things, other things that are interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I actually see uh, your website here. Um, This is your website, Turning Life into Lemonade. That's your book, right? Yes. Do you have your book with you? I do. Oh, good. Yeah, (laughs) Turning Life into Lemonade. I love the cover. Who did it for you? you, Yourself? Um, No, I am Dan Ajella from Cutting Edge uh, Studios designed my cover. She I did love an amazing it. job. Beautiful, yes. Um, I know it is so exciting to hold it in my hands. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it has images inside. It's a personal image, which I love it because um, it gets uh, when you put your images there. Um, yeah, it feels very real. Your mm-hmm. book, and I, I, I could see the trace of your heart there because you, you wrote it from your heart and you put so much effort there and I love it. Love it. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Do you have any program or any freebie, anything for my audience? Um, I do. On my website, I have some free resources, goal setting, which is one of the things we talked about today. And then um, I've actually found that journaling has helped me a lot. I, um, journal every morning and so I have a journal page too um, that you can use you can just kind of print off copies that it has like a place for intentions and um, 
kind of planning out your day, things you're grateful for, because I think gratitude, focusing on gratitude makes a huge difference in how you perceive um, the world. <laughs> um, exactly. so, so yeah, so those are um, under the resources, free resources section on my website. Because if your gratitude, if uh, you are grateful about what you have, mm -hmm. then you see what you have. Because yes. you write what you have, sometimes we don't see it. Mm -hmm. And then just focus on what we don't have. <laughs> yep. It's true. It's so uh, yeah. easy to focus on what you don't have if you're not consciously looking for all of the great things that you do have. Yes. Thank you so much for being Thank here. You. I really, really enjoyed seeing you, even reading your book. That was my honor to read it and enjoy it. Thank, Thank you so much. Stay positive and continue your marathon again. <laughs> <laughs> another accomplishment and yeah. another book probably from you yeah um, yeah. yes i believe so <laughs> yeah thank you so much thank you have a great evening